purpose, we distract ourselves with pleasure. Mm. And to me, when I think about that, that's honestly so true because when you're younger, when you, you think you have a purpose, you have a goal, you have a drive, a destination to get to, but what right. happens when you get sidetracked along the way by life's valleys and just bad things? So when you get distracted, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I think I'm on the right path, but you don't feel it in your core, like that's where you want to go. So when you exactly. find your purpose again, these little things that used to matter so much, they don't matter anymore. That is the most powerful thing I've heard today. <laughs> Seriously, it, 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 um, it, and for those of y'all who are listening to this, uh, I just want to introduce y'all to the soon-to-be Dr. Gideon hey. Nyakundi. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, come. Gideon Okari Nyakundi the first. My bad, the first. Gideon <laughs> Okari Nyakundi the first. Uh, recognize greatness when you see it, when you hear it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Gideon and I, we go back uh, long, you know, to make a long story short, we met by accident just because I was walking past a dorm room one day and I looked inside and I see this dude and, you know, uh, was it Doug that was asking if I was Kenyan? That was Doug. You and Doug started talking yeah. first. Yeah. So, you know, his older brother, Dr. Doug, you know, greatness runs in the family. So his older brother, Dr. Now Dr. Doug, you know, reached out and was like, hey, yo, are you Kenyan? I'm like, yeah, you Kenyan? You know, we popped in and dude, lifelong friends. <laughs> just from that one one opportunity and instance right so dude i'm so thankful uh that you you agreed to do this um i think it's definitely important that people hear hear your story you know people hear stories because you know when people hear a story especially a story that involves struggle mm. right because it's far too easy it's far too easy to um hear somebody talk about you know i did this i did that life is great mm-hmm. you can still relate to that right you can still relate mm-hmm. to that you yeah, can still sure. gain knowledge from that. You can gain experience from that. But but when you hear the ones where somebody somebody had a harder than hard, you know, <laughs> when somebody just just went through it and still came out on the other side, <laughs> resiliency. So, who is Gideon today? Who is Gideon today? Okay, let's 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 backtrack a little bit first. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Because when you get big and famous, I want you to remember the guy who, you know, <laughs> with the futon in the basement. Oh my goodness! Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> hold on, hold on! Don't don't jump into that yet. Don't jump into that. We'll get into that, right? That's that's part of the process. Oh my man, me, many a summers together. I'm still mad but, about that, by the way. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no, definitely, definitely. But yeah, you know, like just even thinking about just today, right now, where you are, who's okay. Gideon today, right now? Okay, that question cannot be easily answered because every day I have to change and adapt to what's provided to me. Mm. I say that because right now I'm located in uh, the United Kingdom in Preston, England, and I did not expect to be here or did I ever want to travel, honestly. Mm. We've asked, rewind, what, four years ago? Yeah. Um, I just want to get into medical school by any necessary. Yeah, literally, whatever it took. (laughs) I just happened, (laughs) you know, not be able to take this MCAT very well. I take it a couple Mm -hmm. times. If you want to know, I think it was, what, four times now? I can say it now. We're past that stage. We don't care. We're past that stage. (laughs) Hey, we're we're past that stage. (laughs) Yes. So I took it about four times. Um, I got to the point where, I mean, I don't know if I want me to go back, but I'll go back to about 2016. Um, At that point, I was done with college. I graduated in 2015. I moved back home and no one talks about that transition period. 
how yeah. difficult it is to go from having, like I said, a goal, a destination. You're yeah. being told high school in four years, college in four years. You're going yeah. to post-grad no matter what. You're done in four years if you're doing medicine, dentistry, pharmacy, whatever you're doing that a lot mm -hmm. of time you're done. You're doing res like you have your whole life planned out. No one tells you what happens if it doesn't work out. And oh, that, not, that now on factor right there. <laughs> yes, the now yeah. what? Because, and so you're like, well, I got these loans. I got to pay them. I got to right. get a job. Now am I going to stay in my college town or am I going to go home? And listen, my parents like, bring your butt home. <laughs> All right, so let, let's start at the beginning. I want people to know the Gideon that was Gideon as a kid, right? So I, I didn't know you as, okay. a, as a young kid. Now, obviously, you know, we've talked over the years and you know, yes. I've gotten the picture. But, you know, paint it. Paint it for everybody else that's listening. Who's okay. Gideon? So let's just go with, like, at the age of 10. What was your childhood like? Who's Gideon then? Oh, oh you're talking about the hard years. All right. Mm. So age 10, I'm going to paint the picture very nicely for you. Yeah. In walks a kid about four foot five, four foot six. <laughs> uh, really loud, really talkative. Just uh, thinks he's one of the best athletes in his little school of like what, tw 12 people, 13 people in his fifth grade classes. <laughs> mm. And um, I went to this little uh, Christian school called, I think at that time it was Community Christian Academy. That's fifth grade, yeah, fifth grade, 10 years old. And just at school, I just, I loved it. I loved talking to people. I like the sciences. Like I wasn't like into what I am now, but I like sciences. Ball is life. Ball has always been life. That's never changed. I love mm. basketball. Um, and just yeah. Now that's the good side I'm giving you. Now the side mm. that the real side, my parents tell you I was that insubordinate kid. I was that pain in the butt. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I was the one that just, you know, my mom called it strong wilt. <laughs> that is a very warm term. <laughs> She, you know, it's been years later. She's trying to get to heaven. She's being nicer now so she can say yeah. strong wills. Right. Like, smiles and laughs because he had nothing positive to say about those times. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so back then, 10 years old, I just, listen, full of life, excited to see people. Like, I try to think of myself as a positive individual. You think life is hard in fifth grade. Life is not hard. You want to go back to the all the time. Yeah. And just in general. And that's, I think, fifth grade, like I said, you know, kids hit puberty at different times. So some of my friends, you know, they're hitting their growth mm -hmm. spurts and getting taller. You know, yeah. girls are all taller than you. So you're sitting there wondering, mm -hmm. when's it going to be my time? When's it going to be this and that? Mm -hmm. And so it sounds like that. Like, it's just life. It's fifth grade. And then I think that I was really comfortable in that school because I was there for, what, three, four years. a small class. I was feeling great. And then mm -hmm. the next year, and then also on top of that, I had my brother at my school with me, too. Yeah. So then we fast forward to next year. I went to sixth grade, which is like middle school, sorry, I guess. I went to a new school where I left all my old friends behind. And that, that's when we got a new Gideon. He had to figure himself out again. What was that like, oh making that transition? I'm from New Hampshire. So from yeah. the 603, that state in the top northeast, right next to Maine, next to Vermont, next to Massachusetts. So, you know, growing up for me, I did not know that I was a black kid. Mm. <laughs> That's I real. I one of the kids. I thought I was one yeah. of the kids. I thought I was, yeah. everybody to me was just a little bit tanner, a little bit mm -hmm. uh, lighter. I used to go tanner. I used to do all the things they used to do. I didn't care. Right. <laughs> and then sixth grade, yeah, exactly. Sixth grade, uh, I went to a different school now. I went to this Catholic school called St. Anthony's in the city in Manchester. 
and my brother went to the high school, Trinity High School. So we were reconnected again because we went to the bus together. And so I'm on the first day of school, I'm in this new school. I got transferred in. I don't know anything about the school. I don't know anything about it at all. I'm on the bus with my brother, Doug. Now, see, I was a sixth grader. He's a 10th grader. My man went to the back of the bus with the high schoolers, left me in the front and says, oh, you figure it out. <laughs> well, I'm you, like, you'll be all right. <laughs> you'll be all right. What, just, just go what do you yeah. mean? <laughs> exactly. So I, down, so I sit down next to one of these kids. I still remember he's my high school uh, uh, neighborhood friend because um, I played soccer with him. I sat down to him. He looks at me, I look at him. He looks at me, I look at him. His name was Chris. I'm like, Chris, what's good? Like, how you doing? And he goes, I have a question. Yeah. What's it like to be black? <laughs> yeah. What was it like to be black? Man, kids are mean. <laughs> All at once. Like glass shattering. Like yeah. you don't realize these little like these things you don't pay attention to. Colors not mm -hmm. big you. I was one of the kids, right. one to play, have fun, yeah. and make friends. And mm -hmm. from then, glass shattered. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm black. <laughs> like the reality of it, <laughs> you yeah. are black. Yes, mercy, mercy. And then from there, so I was like, okay, well, what do you mean? Like, so he talked to me, and then as he's talking, other people are coming from the bus. Like, no, seriously, what is it like? And I'm like, I don't know your names. I don't know you guys. What are you doing to me? <laughs> now, the, 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 the importance of this question he asked you is because the, the demographic. Yep. Where you're at. Yep. Black people were one in. It was a rare sighting. I mean, in my neighborhood, I was one of three black families. Uh -huh. in like the whole town. Right. In my neighborhood, we were blessed to have two, two out of the three. So everybody knew who we were. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he asked me that question. I didn't really know the answer. I'm sixth grader. I'm like 10, 11 years old. I don't know any better. But what mm -hmm. I did learn on the bus that day was how to swear, because that's all I heard. <laughs> mm. uh -uh. <laughs> so <laughs> I learned a lot that day. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So let, let's let's uh, let's move on a little bit. So okay. so you've come to this reality that that you're black, and mm -hmm. you're making this transition mm -hmm. um, to to this new school, you know, inside the city. And matter of fact, you know, because most of it kind of stayed like that. Well, let let's jump to to high school now. All right, high school. The, the reason I'm jumping to high school is because high school, Gideon. <laughs> You know, you know, you tell us, but who is high school Gideon? High school Gideon had to figure out his life a little bit from middle school to high school because middle school, so like I said, sixth grade, I started with these guys. By the time high school rolled around, that's three, four years with these guys. I'm used to being at a Catholic school. I'm used to doing the Hail Marys. I'm used to all the masses. I'm used to all the programs now. I've seen mm. the teacher. I've seen the program. Now I'm going to high school. Once again, me and my brother were blessed enough to be close in age by four years. But also, we're blessed enough not to be in the same school at the same time anymore. So I could be Gideon now. I'm no longer little Doug. I'm no longer whatever I'm supposed to be. I'm like, I'm excited. Right. So I come I'm into coming. high school, and I'm like, man on fire. I'm like, hey, I know you. I know you. I used to visit. You used to get in my house. What's good? I'm all excited. So all my friends are like, how do you know everybody? Why are you so excited to meet new people? And I'm like, why are you not excited to meet new people? Mm-hmm. What 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 drove you? What drove you to to want to meet new people? I mean, was it just the fact that before you were little Doug? 
before you were the little brother? <laughs> was it just the opportunity to get to be your own person? Is that what like kind of propelled you forward into you know, becoming a superstar Gideon? It's actually a good question because growing up when my mom and dad tell me, um, my brother used to talk a lot before I was born. That's what my mom and dad said. And then when I was born, apparently he didn't talk as much because I talked to the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. they were just like, no, you came out the wound talking. And from there on in my brain, I'm just like, I got to catch up to my brother by any means necessary. Like mm -hmm. if he's doing this outside, I got to catch up to him. So we fast forward all these years later, I think you're right. I think I wanted to branch out and be my own person because I've been called little Doug for like four years now. And I'm like, no, I'm a grown 14 year old at four foot 10. What are you talking about? I'm out here. <laughs> can't touch you. You can't touch you. <laughs> I so like that. Oh, as we yeah. progressed through high school, like you said, I did start to come into my own, start getting more of my personality and whatnot. I started learning to talk a little bit less so I didn't get as much trouble because the tension was real. I could be, mm. a, I could be like getting on a roll and still yeah. every week for talking too much or sleeping in class. Like there was, there was no in between those hit or miss. <laughs> I remember I was in detention. Uh, <laughs> I served like, three days of detention total in my life. Oh shoot, I served three days a week sometimes. <laughs> I, all right, see that's what I wanted to hear. That's what I wanted to hear because it's all going to play into where you are today, man. It's all going to play into where you are today. Listen, so, man, I got, I got a story about that, too, about attention. I used to talk so bad to the teacher. I told him, listen, man, you're an art teacher. Why are you yelling at me right now? I'm not even in art anymore. Like, I passed your class. Sheesh. What was, relevance do you play in my life? Oh, my he Lord. Was, he was an angry Napoleon complex man because I got taller than him finally about the time high school ended. <laughs> oh, my. Like, that's that's it for another podcast. Not today. That's a lot of, that's a lot of competition. But that's for a different that's for a different episode. Uh, All right. So yeah, so, so yeah. We'll fast forward. We'll skip through the the, the years of sophomore and junior year. But mm -hmm. yeah, by the time senior rolled around, uh, things started coming out the way I, I would like to be. Like if you're progressing forward in life, you want to do certain things, you want to accomplish uh, certain goals. So I was a uh, I was a varsity starting captain for soccer. That helped me a lot. Um, basketball, man. Kanye West said it in family business. I heard you weren't tall enough. That's a true yeah. statement. They're like, hey, man, you got the heart, you got desire, but you're not tall enough. What do you do? That's the first roadblock because now when you tell someone, hey, ball is life, I love basketball, but you can't even make the team, what do you say? That comes into something later on I learned in life. But so senior year, so varsity soccer captain, um, things going well in school and applying to colleges, and then they come to homecoming. Homecoming mm -hmm. now, they're like, we're going to pick the top five guys, we're going to pick the top five girls, and we're just going to have uh, pick people. So I'm sitting there trying to pick them, like, which one of my friends want to pick? I'm like, who wants to get the crown? So I put some people's name down, and I saw my name on the list. I said, mm. wait a minute. I said, have we come full circle? Have we made it to the top, the apex? <laughs> we made it to the top of the mountain. <laughs> You've reached success at success at success. Listen, Kobe's system was happening right now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I got excited. We were in English class. I was in the right uh -huh. side of the room. Teacher was, uh, his name was Mr. Stanley Gorski. Bless uh -huh. his heart, he passed away. He was like, so he called me because uh, I wrote a shirt. We had a senior shirt, comes up Black Lightning. He goes, Black Lightning? I'm like, that's my name. What's good? He goes, mm. shut up. <laughs> You're talking too much. I'm like, but Mr. Gorski, 
Mama, we made it. Look, I'm on the list. He goes, I know. I made the list. Now shut up. <laughs> you made it, bro. <laughs> Listen, I made it. So I checked out. It. Cool. I got the, we put the ballots in, whatever. We yep. had the little trend, uh, homecoming show. So you, all the candidates walked in and mm-hmm. they dressed up as celebrities. And oh. me and my, yeah, me and my, uh, my significant other for the moment, uh, the, the show or whatever, her name was Emily Martin. She was, uh, I think, our student class president. So see, her mm-hmm. being was a given. Me, I'm like, listen, mm-hmm. little old me, I'm out here. What do you need? So they picked us, and I was Tiger Woods, and she was his wife at the time. I think Aline, Aline, I don't know her name. Mm, um, I don't know. And so I put the I put the Tiger Woods hat on. I had the golf shirt. I had the khaki pants. I had the golf clubs. She had Ooh. the blonde wig on. And now this girl was in Amazon. She was tall though. Oh, <laughs> she was like five foot nine, five foot ten. I'm like five foot two at the time, and I'm like. What's good? Mm-hmm. Let's go. Arm in arm, we walking in. We did a little play where I, she saw me with my golf clubs at me, and I ducked and ran away because that's what Tiger Woods did. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Like it was good. You feeling good, right? Yeah. Now yeah. they told us we're changing up the ceremony for tonight. It's Friday night. They're like, we want everybody to come to the homecoming game, and we're gonna crown the king and queen at the homecoming game. Now, Paul, last yeah. time I checked, me and you were Seven Day Adventists. That is true. What happens on, what happens on Friday night sundown? Yeah. <laughs> Sabbath begins. Sabbath begins. Hey, Paul, guess what I was at the same time uh, when I was getting uh, to be picked for the homecoming uh, election? I was also a Pathfinder, and I had a Camp Re that weekend. Ooh. Ooh. So you were, you were, you were out in the woods camping. Oh, no, 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 no. We didn't. We, we, oh, you, you got to the camping portion. You got to talk about Ooh. the stubborn Gideon that showed up his senior year for mom and dad. Uh, <laughs> mom, dad. Um, so I got picked and to be in the homecoming court. Oh, that's great. Congratulations. Good for you. Mom, dad, I won. You won. Congratulations. That's great. All right, cool. Can I get my crown? No, you can't. We got to go camping. But, but, but I don't think you heard me. Yeah. I won homecoming king. That is the pinnacle of high school right. popularity. That means out of all these kids you see coming through the school, mama, I made it. Daddy, I made it. Let yeah. me get my crown. Now, see, there comes a time in every man's life when he's got to understand when to just say no and let it go or you fight for something. Mm-hmm. Now, my dad, I love this man. He's one of my best friends. I call him Evans. I don't call him dad as much. I call him Evans. He stepped off his lofty throne to tell me, I don't know why you make me repeat myself, but we're going camping. So go to your room, pack your bag, and let's go camping. This is non-negotiable. Now, see, I had a moment in my life where I could have just jumped in my car (laughs) with my keys got my crown and got my butt kicked later on <laughs> right but i said listen if i die today i can't possibly even talk to people on monday because i'll be dead right it'll be over so i had to learn one of the hardest lessons i'm still bitter about it to this day i want to tell them to the day i die how i lost my crown i had to call the school up because the advisor at the time was like get it come with your crown we're waiting for you this is i said i can't make it i have to go camping Please give it to the runner-up. She goes, but it wasn't even close. Don't tell me the results. Just, Just give the crown away. give it. Man. Listen, 
if people are listening to this, I am not, listen, I am not okay with that decision. I'm not okay with that phone call to this day. So don't think, oh, I'm all mature. No, I'm bitter. I'm petty. I'm still upset. <laughs> My man who won the crown, his name's Callan. He's still, he got the crown and lost it the night of. <laughs> he was partying so much. Like, I'm still upset. That's crazy. It's okay. I, I, I understand what it's like to lose a crown. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's not for today. <laughs> Listen, we'll, we'll make a podcast for you alone. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I, I need my own personal episode about that kind of thing. But, <laughs> ooh, the pain, it still hurts. It hurts, Okay, right? it still hurts. Ooh, I'm a grown-ass, I'm a grown man, and I'm still in pain about that. Okay, anyway. Those things don't anyway. go away. Those scars don't go away. No, yeah, yeah, they don't, they don't. But, yeah, so, so you, you had to learn the lesson about, you know, just sucking up the suck. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna yeah. jump forward a little bit more again. Um, jump forward. Let's, let's let's hit. Now you graduated, right? Okay. Young young Gideon, pinnacle, Gideon. You know. Yes. I'm at the top. Success at success mm-hmm. at success, Gideon. Mm-hmm. It's time for you, you know, to become a man and to head off to college. Yes. Right. Now, what was that? What was that process like for you? How did you choose where you want to go? How did you land there? What was it like transitioning there? common theme you're going to see in everything I talk about is the family. Family's number one. They, they ground me. They help me. They're like, they're my anchor. So I love my family a lot. Paul can attest to this. Paul can also attest to the fact that my family's Kenyan. And so we may not be traditional Kenyans, but we do everything by the culture, by the books, but they do believe in certain things. They believe if the first son that you had went through this college, through this school, through this program and did well, why not put the second child through the same program? Exactly. Exactly. But I think we just had a little talk about how I need to be my own man. How can mm-hmm. I be Gideon Okari Nyakuni yeah. the first if I'm Doug Jr. all the time? Right. Especially after you've just broken that mold. I I became homecoming king. And side mm-hmm. note, spoiler, also was a uh, Trinity Week, Spirit Week King too later in the spring, just to make sure it wasn't a fluke. Just gotta let people know. Mm, must be nice. <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> so now, like I said, my parents are like, listen, you're gonna go to Andrews University in Barrier Springs, Michigan. You're not gonna go to any local schools here like all your friends. You're gonna get out of here. You're gonna go expand your wings, expand your horizons. You're gonna go do different things. I said, mm-hmm. but I can do, at the moment, I wanted to do biochem pre-med. I can do biochem pre-med at the local university that's uh, in uh, Durham, New Hampshire, called University of New Hampshire. I could have done it in uh, Hartford, Connecticut. I could have mm-hmm. done it in, uh, like, I've got a couple schools. I can't remember all the schools. Like, I had yeah. teachers in the local New England area that accepted me with a good amount right. of scholarship money. And they're like, you're going to Andrews. So the decision's made. So I, I tried fighting it. But then yeah. I'm like, you know what? What's supposed to happen? I'm going to be 14 hours away from them, so I'm still grown. Like, I still win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you still win. So I accept, yeah. I accept. And, you know, honestly, that's something every, every, every student, you know, every kid going to college wants, definitely, right? Yes. Um, to be able to express and experience that freedom now, you know, how they mm-hmm. do it, mm-hmm. how they go about it. What happens, that's a whole different thing. But yeah. I definitely do think I agree. It's important that a student's able to express themselves and grow into being the adult that yes. they need to be to, you know, function later on in life. Mm-hmm. So, you get to good old Andrews, our dear <laughs> AU. Yeah. Our dear AU. That's a theme song, right. isn't it? You know, still don't know the words. But, <laughs> um, 
You get to AU and did people know you already? Did you know people? What, what was the environment like? Uh, describe it. Describe Andrews, you know, because not everybody went to a school like Andrews. Andrews, it's You're its right. own unique niche. Is it niche? You're niche? right. We're, we, whatever. I, uh, that's a different language. Whatever the word is. Yeah, uh, English. <laughs> um, but Andrews, it's its own unique bubble. Yes. So kind of describe Andrews for us. Okay, so I'll describe what I knew Andrews, what I thought it to be, and I'll describe what it actually was. What I okay. thought it to be was this magical place I visited only once a year during my winter break when I visited my brother in college. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, mom and dad are telling me to get out of the house. I have nowhere to go. Where do I go? My brother's like, come through. I'm like, yeah, let's go. So I always showed up for the Cardinal Classic mm-hmm. that week when there's a bunch of high school students anyway. We mm-hmm. watched basketball. I went to the gym. It was open gym. It was great. If I went to class with Doug, I fell asleep because I didn't have to pay attention. It doesn't matter. So I'm thinking that's what college is going to be like. Basketball. I'm going to see some girls. I'm going to stay mm-hmm. late. I'm going to mm-hmm. go out. I'm going to have a great time in college. Yeah. What it actually was. Hi, how are you doing? Here's your schedule. You have A, B, and C to do for the next three to four days. And classes start Monday, 8 o'clock in the morning. I hope you're ready. Good luck. Excuse me? Oh, by the way, you Doug's brother? Hey, you look just like him. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so here you are, man. Here you are. Here you are. Um, you know, just thrown into it. And then on top of that, oh, on top of that, it's just back to the same old, oh, look, it's little Doug. <laughs> you, know? like you, you think you left the stage of life and you find out, no, it's just repeating on a bigger scale now. Yeah, and this isn't to, you know, throw any shade towards Doug. No, Doug's an amazing human being, soon to be dad, yay. Um, (laughs) But, you know, it's just his, his, it's just to exemplify that due to, you know, I think one of the hardest things, and I'm an older sibling, so Mm -hmm. I've never had to experience this um, in relation (laughs) to my siblings. But, I mean, I think I've experienced it in relation to my parents where, you know, a lot of people know my parents, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, all the time, you know, I saw your dad, I saw your mom, you know, this, this, and that. And I love my parents. And they'll be like, you know, sometimes growing up at least, you know, now, you know, I've grown into it and grown past it where it no mm-hmm. longer intimidates me. But there was a point in my life where it almost intimidate, intimidated me having to live up to the expectation mm-hmm. um, of, of, oh, I need to surpass them one day, mm-hmm. you know? And I think I might have found myself living in a bubble where it was more, I need to emulate and become who they are so that I may feel accepted. Ooh, that's a, that's a, that's for a whole different thing. But you know, obviously after working past that, mm-hmm. so I can only imagine having such a daunting figure such as, you know, Doug, um, mm-hmm. and you know, for those who know who he is, you'll understand. For those who don't understand mm-hmm. or don't know, this is Dr. Doug. Like my man is just on his path. He is doing this, doing that, doing this, doing He's on it. So to follow up in those footsteps mm-hmm. has to be a demanding challenge. And then to follow up in those footsteps where everybody has witnessed, mm-hmm. you know, that quote unquote greatness. Yes. And then they're like, oh, here comes his brother. We definitely expect it to be exactly like Doug was, you know? Yes. We, we definitely expect this person to be exactly as amazing or exactly identical to the one that preceded them. Mm-hmm. It, it, it has to be a hard shoot. It has to be, you know, difficult shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very easy to get caught up in that place of, um, oh, I need to become, you know, I need to fulfill that. But, you know, for you, it was different because very early on, you get that, you got that chance to liberate yourself, you know, 
Mm-hmm. I am my own person now. You know, you hit the pinnacle. You know, it's, it's no, it's no, it's no, it's no small feat. You hit the pinnacle, you became you, and then you came yeah. now into like this next, you know, that third transition where okay, now this is going to be one of your hardest transitions where you yes. have to now prove this is who I am because yes. you because you you're going from being who you are to proving it again. Mm-hmm. That's annoying. That's annoying. <laughs> you know, that <laughs> is like like that is it. annoying. I can't imagine, but that has to be annoying. So talk to us about that, bro. Talk to us about that transition and just where, you know, you became who you were. And all this is happening, too, before I met you. Right? I hadn't met you yet at this point. There's so much. Like, you've hit so many nails in the head. I feel like you should keep telling my life story at this point. You should write the book, too, man. You're doing so good job. Put me me on as a co-biographer. Honestly, I'm like this man. I'm like this man. Paul got me like, dang, that did happen. He's right. I did feel those emotions. <laughs> yeah, but what yeah, it, it is. You were right because when you break through, you're like, I finally broke through. I proved who I was. Put me on Mount Rushmore for A, B, and C because these are not people's goals for me. It's my own goals for myself. That's a big yeah. thing I started developing on myself. Even back in high school, like I said, I didn't make the basketball team my freshman year. And uh, when I didn't make it, the guys that didn't make it weren't better than me. They weren't more skilled than me. There were just certain things they could do that I could not. Hmm, be tall. I can't change my height. I've been praying for my six foot eight, 260 pound LeBron body for all these years. I stretch myself out all the time. But guess what? It's not happening. And it's okay. You finally come to peace with it because you're like, listen, I can't be one thing, but I can be many things. And that's something I later on I started developing back in high school. I'm all right. What can I work on? I can work on definitely an aspect of school. If I cannot be the best athlete to get into the NBA, because that's everyone's yeah. mindset when the ball is mm-hmm. like. Everybody wants to be in the league. Listen, you want to make it to the league one time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, let me be the best student I can be. Okay, what can I work on? My personality. I can be more positive because it's easy to be negative. I heard a mm-hmm. quote one time in college that I loved that I always say over and over again. You can do five good things and one bad thing, and people will remember the one bad thing you did and forget all five. And all it takes is the one thing. One bad thing. So I can come up to you and be friendly to you for five straight days, give you food, water, everything you need. But then the sixth day, I could just be like, hey, man, can you do something yourself? And what's in your mind is that one bad instance. Today, today getting didn't give me water. <laughs> you know, I, I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. So in high school, I didn't go that far in high school. High school, I was a very simple man. I was more like, I'm gonna be positive because life's stressful, like whatever. So and then what can you work on? Okay, I can't be tall. Listen, we'd be the best fit person I can be. And there are different la- levels of fit and whatnot. Like I just tried benching the bar and that was a struggle. So I'm like, let me work on push-ups. <laughs> like life's hard. So now you fast forward to college. Now, let me give a disclaimer because to all the people listening, Barbell is my best friend. So I can tell stories about this man from the early ages to even now. Actually, he's ignoring mm-hmm. my phone calls. I don't even know. He's at a wedding. He's at a wedding this weekend. It's been busy all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother is a little background. My brother's four years old, as I mentioned. He's a, a dentist. He finished in 2016 from Loma, California. Um, he's married, as Paul mentioned. And him and Beth are expecting a child. September? Yeah, September, baby. That's right. So that's a little background on the whole life yes. story. Yeah. Now, school and high school, 
my brother was, like I said, a very good role model for me and for other people. So when they're bringing him up, he was an RA from their freshman year. He was on, he played a lot of immoral basketball, involved a lot of things there. He volunteered. He did so many good things. He had so many different elements to be a well-rounded person. So now when someone like me steps in, who looks, sounds, and acts just like him, you're expecting the same thing. Maybe even better because now it's round two. Someone's been yeah. on longer. You should do even better than what he did. So now to step out of that shadow, because as you progress and get older in life, you progress and see what more things you can do. And so always, I'm always like, my brother's been my best friend and my mm -hmm. biggest competition. And there's nothing, no malice against him, man. I love that man. I mm -hmm. talk to him all the time. It's more like my own personal struggle, my own walk, my own journey. I'm just like, okay, what can I do to be different, but to also continue moving forward? So that was the theme, theme I had in my head for college. So as you said, that first week, everyone's like, oh my goodness, you're Doug's brother? He was my RA. He was great. He checked me uh -huh. in. He met my mom, dad, grandma, auntie Sally, uncle, like everyone. He met basically part of the family. I, we invited him to the cookout. You didn't know? Why weren't you there? <laughs> like, I was like, I didn't know Doug was this popular, like, he just made it seem like, oh, no big deal. And when I would visit him, he's sitting in this library studying, like, and doing his own thing. I didn't know he was so popular. So now, as a freshman, I come in, I'm like, all right, what can I do to separate myself from him so I can be Gideon, but also so I can continue my path and not be like, if he did something on Monday, I can't do something on Monday because I'll be just like him. But I got to find out how to make myself, too. This is a good part of my journey because it's a carving out process to find out who you really are. Are you a duplicate? Or you original. Mm -hmm. So I like that a lot about college. So for college, so like freshman year, let's see, freshman year was hard because no one tells you how hard college is from high school. Nope. Nobody tells you. <laughs> like, no one tells you. No one tells you you have lab at like 6 o'clock at night to like 1030. <laughs> no, on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> on a good day. No one tells you, hey, you have classes for like an hour from like 8 to 12 but your class starts at eight and you're going to bed at two o'clock in the morning, you're not going to make it. <laughs> like you're not going to survive the first semester because you're going to be exhausted. And these are things you have to find out by going to school, by going mm -hmm. to class because, and the best thing I like about Andrews, people might not like it. I liked it was mandatory attendance. So I had to be there. I had to learn that you may not want to be there. You may not want to do it, but it's what's called life is. It's what responsibility. Mm. Yep. You don't want to do things, but you guess what? They have to be done. You got to. Yep. So I like that about the attendance. Um, but yeah, transition period for me, freshman year was just, it was leaps and bounds for me because I realized I can't be playing basketball five days a week. I can't be in the weight room more than like an hour, hour and a half. I can't be staying up late past midnight just to do what, just to stay up. Like, there's no point. I had no reason to stay up. Yep. And I was blessed because I had my boy Timmy from childhood also there. Hey. And Timmy. <laughs> oh, Timmy. What a guy. Um, <laughs> he was my roommate. He was a funny story because we're both in the same path. We went to the same middle school, uh, middle school and high school together. And senior year, we went to different schools. But we came back together for college. And he was a funny one because as I'm trying to find my way, he's just like, no rules. We're out here. <laughs> yeah. That's literally his personality. <laughs> you can see the hand motions too, hands in the air. Yep. We out hands, here. <laughs> we out here. 
This is it? All right. <laughs> I liked it because he doesn't even know these things now I look back. Now, he helped me become a morning person because he would wake up at the crack of dawn, like 5 a.m. in the morning with the alarm of Tats on My Arm by Rick Ross and Rick Wallace. Ross. Every morning, 5 a.m. And the best part was we had class at 8 a.m., but he had no reason to be up for three hours. Did his homework already. Why is he up? So these little things like that, waking up early, being a morning person, it helps you down the road because me and you talked about it before the podcast started. Structure. It gives you time. Yep. It gives you a pattern, a schedule to know yep. exactly what to do. So that's what college is about the first semester, the first year. It's getting a schedule and being consistent with it. If Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you want to spend more time at the gym, that's fine. You have to go to bed earlier and wake up yep. early. Earlier. Facilitate that time. If you have lab from 6 to 10.30, you cannot be doing last-minute homework assignments and hanging out with your friends, talking in the nope. lobby, watching, uh, watching sports and highlights when you have homework to do because you're not going to be in lab for four hours. Exactly. It's stuff like that. So that's a lot of structure I had to figure out first semester, freshman year. And so that was, that was hard. And then you got to add in the fact that you think you're grown, so you want to get a long-distance relationship, too, along the way. Mercy. Hey. <laughs> Mercy. Mercy. We're going to talk about that? All right. Let's, all right. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Listen, we're baking the cake. We got to put all the layers in. You're right. We got to put all the layers in. Mercy. <laughs> so, right. and me along the way, that's what happens. The things you find out your first year of college. Yeah. So you're going, you're going through college. I mean, we met, uh, ooh, we met and the first semester, mm -hmm. right? And then for a whole semester, <laughs> was it sophomore year? Sophomore year, first sophomore year, yeah, sophomore October. When yeah. we finally like somehow magically ran into each other, I was like, "Where have you been? You're talking about?" Complex, and I don't know why you were there. <laughs> Hey, you're just like Quant. <laughs> Quant. Man, that class is the devil. That class is still the devil. Quant. Quant. Um, you know, you know, it's magical. I, I look back and I don't think mm. we'd be as good of a friends as we are today, bro, had I not come there that day. You're right. Um, you know, like, because we met, like, in the first semester, you know, second semester was great and all, right? Yeah. But, like, that, you know, after that summer happened. We didn't see each other all summer. You know, we chatted here and there. Yep. But it wasn't, like, on that consistent, like, today, though, right? Because no. looking back, like, you're in my top five. You're yes. one of the five, you know, top five, six people I talk to every single day. And as you know, people know, no, we we're mean. the top, we're the top <laughs> five, six, we're the sum. Yes. The sum of the top five to six people we talk to consistently, yes. we interact with, right? And you're yes. there, but to get here today, you know, man, pain and struggle and <laughs> went through it, went through it. We went but, through it. So, so, so you go through, you go through college, right? And you know, yes. you know, you, met, you fall in love and all that fun stuff. <laughs> and, and then you graduate now, you know, obviously it's time you're thinking, you know, graduating, what's the next step? What's the next step? What do I need to do yes. next? Um, it's all about being goal oriented. What yes. do I do next? And next step for you is med school, right? Mm -hmm. So you mm -hmm. kind of started talking about it at the beginning. Um, okay. When we started first recording, but the next step is med school, and and you know you want to apply, and you gotta take the MCAT. So, mm -hmm. so what? So what happens? What happens? 
So that one, that little process there. Um, yeah. the, the MCAT is, it's, it's honestly, we put too much pressure on ourselves as students to really excel on these tests so much that we're detrimental to ourselves. Because at this point, you've made a system for yourself. You know what you're comfortable with. You know what you're good at. But when you do so many different things that people are telling you to do, you start losing track of what you're supposed to do. So my thing that I, with the MCAT was I tried so many different things. I think my first summer, I did a summer class of biochemistry. There, I went over to California with my brother to spend the summer to do a, a Kaplan course for MCAT. And honestly, those courses are amazing. But I wasn't ready for it because they wanted me to do so much. They wanted me to read, read for this subject, do question on the subject, do uh, a class for that subject too, because you had class that day, three, four days a week, and then do questions. And this one you do so much in a month. And I feel like that class would be better for me, looking back, if mm -hmm. I didn't do a summer class before. I was mentally fatigued. Yeah. And so I wasn't ready for that kind of uh, grind yet. So for me, that one, I did the class, I did the best I could, took a test, didn't do as well as I wanted. Um, I tried a couple more times because, or I think I tried it again senior year because they're like, if you want to reapply again for these schools, we'll take the test. I did my best. Eh, things don't work out the way we're supposed to work out. You know, the mm -hmm. thing here we're going to talk about later on is God sees all, God has a plan for it. So we'll come back yeah. to that in a minute. Um, so when you graduate college, like I said, you expect to go to medical school. Half your class is going to medical school. Y'all excited for them. That's another thing in life I had to learn too. You have to be excited for the people when they achieve their accomplishments because being petty or being angry or vengeful when someone else is well and you don't, no one's going to be, you're not going to make yourself happier by being upset. You're just going to be upset. Nothing gets gained from it. And so yep. when you see your friends going to medical school, I see my friends taking the step two, taking a CK, just being done. Man, I'm excited for them. And it just makes me more excited because I'm like, and when I get to that stage eventually myself, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, man, you thought there's a lot of milk and honey in the promised land. We're going to bring some milk and honey to that graduation. <laughs> 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 We're going to make it flow, man. I'm so excited. So that's something I learned in college really early because when you see other people like, our school is just so blessed with the opportunity for Angie's when they had the freshman acceptance for field and PT. And that was a big thing. When you're seeing some of your Huge friends thing. next to, they're like, I'm in PT school. I'm like, you're in? Hey, congratulations. I wish it was like that for medical school, but guess what? Our paths are different. It has. Oh. Everyone has a different path or reason because it builds for who they are. I cannot duplicate your path because this is what we're doing right now. This podcast idea this is amazing. This is your gift. So I'm blessed to be on here. But well, thank you. <laughs> we're blessed to have you, first of all. Real talk. I appreciate it. So now the next step was so now the next thing I said, you were gonna go home, got study for tests. Now you study home, study for tests. I love our parents because they know you work hard, but never seen you work hard, especially when you go to college. So my mom, and my dad, they were like, all right, you gotta go home, you gotta go study. My mom doesn't know I like listening to music while I study. And so she's hearing Spotify. She hearing all this music in my room. She thinks I'm just hanging out. She's laughing. She's like, this man is not studying. So one night I went to the gym. I was gone. My mom went to my desk and she saw a paper scattered across the desk. She's like, what is all this mess? And she went and she saw me writing and all these papers and the books and everything. Practice questions. What's right? What's wrong? Why didn't I get it right? This, this, and this. And mm -hmm. she just 
she was in tears because she's like, he's working so hard. God, what is happening? Why is he not getting past his hurdle? And honestly, the question she was asking to God and keeping in her heart, I was asking out loud to her and everyone yeah. else, listen, you know I complained. You, I was complaining. <laughs> yeah, I, I was there, bro. Every step of the way. I was complaining. I'm like, man, this is some, I'm going to keep my mouth closed. This is some bad <laughs> I'm like, this is messed up. I'm like, I am working. What is happening? Like, I'm not doing A, B, and C to just work my butt off, and it's not working. And then when you start letting the negativity in, that's where the problems happen. This is this guy, I don't remember his name, EA Prince, I think on um, Facebook. I like his videos. He goes, a ship will never sink on the water. It only sinks when it lets water into the vessel. So same thing with negativity. You can be on negativity and be fine when you're positive. But once you put the negativity into yourself, that's yeah. and that's when you go into the dark places. And for that me, that's that's right there. That's what hit me because the transition period that I talked about. So now you're home, you're trying to get into medical school, you're applying to schools with no money you have, and you're just like, okay, what what else can I do? Let me apply for a job. Apply for this job. I was overqualified for the job. And my boss was just, she was a blessing in disguise, but she was mean to me. I'm going to be real. She was rude. She was mean. That one was, as many called her the devil a couple of times, but it's okay. <laughs> because these are roadblocks you have. And I think yep. I told you about it. And what are the, the three things that really motivate you? An empty wallet, an empty stomach, and a broken heart. Yep. 